Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. All right, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, and I have a very, very very, did I say very? Very, very special Not guest very. today. <laughs> a, uh, a very dear friend of mine and colleague and long-standing and up until 2021, long-suffering Melbourne supporter, Mr. James Cumming. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you, Darren. Great to be talking to you. And yes, uh, 2021 was a big breakthrough for a Melbourne uh, footy club fan. I think 57 years was the drought that the team managed to break. And um, and since they broke the drought, it hasn't stopped raining. Um, so <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's for anyone on the you know the east coast of Australia, it's uh, it hasn't stopped raining for three years. So um, it all started with the premiership. And uh, we're we're going to talk about sales management and sales leadership. And you've got a very specific and very special. Uh, can I say announcement? Is that is that? Like- <laughs> yeah. Why don't we say that we're, we're, we're launching? We're launching. Uh, you've, got a, you've got a secret to to, to share. Yeah, we're 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 launching through uh, through your podcast today. <laughs> Fantastic, absolutely. Uh, well, we will get to that, but before we do, just for the listeners' sake, um, I love asking every guest on the podcast just to give a little bit of a um, uh, a background in terms of the story of of James. Now, I don't ask anybody else to give the story of James. I'm going to ask you to do that. <laughs> so, nice. a quick a quick synopsis of of your career and what's led you to doing what you're doing today. So, so these days, uh, my work uh, uh, with clients uh, is in sort of three principal areas. And while we're talking today, is, is the, and the thing we have in, in, in common is two of the parts of my work are very similar to yours, Darren, which is working, uh, working driving sales effectiveness in organisations. Uh, clearly, there's a, you know, to make that stick, uh, there's work we do around sales leadership, which is, I guess, uh, uh, the area we're going to dig into a bit more and then do a lot of work around strategy facilitation with clients and uh, help them essentially uh, work towards um, a plan on a page for their strategy and increase the likelihood that they can execute on that plan. So, um, and I've been uh, doing that uh, through my through my company, JC White and Company uh, for six years. So let's let's delve into today because I know you're doing a lot of work with a lot of organisations and, and I wanted to talk about your... Can I call it the latest venture? Because I'd, I'd yeah, like to yeah. know the origins that came from this as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, we call it Prime um, and uh, Prime by JC White and Co. And uh, it is. It's my. Uh, it's it probably the culmination of a, a whole whole stack of things. But um, definitely, I saw an opportunity in in to offer something to my clients that I hadn't formally done before. And uh, the appetite's been fantastic. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, if, if you like at the uh, the epicenter of this conversation today. It is. And for those of you who are listening, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of profiling tools out on the marketplace. Uh, just about every organisation has one. But what's interesting about this one that that James has is uh, it's very rare to have a sales leadership specific profile that enables us as sales leaders to really get a bit of a a deeper understanding of who we are uh, and what makes us tick in terms of our capabilities around sales leadership. So James, if it's okay, can we just do a bit of a like a high level helicopter view of 
yeah. of what crime is and then we can sort of see how the conversation goes because Absolutely. I have done the report and I was thankful for you to take me through my report and thankfully um, it, it was I wasn't as dysfunctional as perhaps others might have thought. <laughs> Uh, look, let, let's start with the point you just made. There are, uh, let's say there are so many profiling tools. I'm sure everyone's uh, might maybe done a, a DISC profile. They may have done a Myers-Briggs. Um, so there's lots of lots of tools like like that. There's the, the, the Clifton Strengths. There's a Gallup one. You know, the, there's lots of things out there. Um, what I saw a lot of in certainly in the profiling tools was it told you quite a lot of about you and and I think everyone's had that that sort of aha moment when they've done one of those but very few of them converted to any kind of action plan uh in my experience mm-hmm. so a lot of people said but we've done disc and it was a really great session and I go what, what have you done with it and they go well not so much yeah the second thing that I was aware of there are lots of there were lots of leadership tools out there. And I'm in fact even accredited to, to run the, the Zenga Folkman extraordinary leader tool. And, and, and it was very strong on, on profiling a leader and building an action plan off the back of it. Yeah. So I guess I kind of had this idea of going, if we could dive more into the personality, if we could think about leadership, but, uh, but particularly because of so much of the work I know that you do and that I love doing too is with sales leaders. So I sort of go and wonder if there's anything for sales leaders that would be illuminating, like doing a disc, that would build an action plan, like some of the great leadership tools, but specifically an action plan for how do I build my sales leadership capability? And uh, uh, the reason I kind of invested the time and the energy into Prime was because I couldn't find anything that did that. Yeah. And so that's really the the genesis of how it was born from, a, I guess, a bit of market research and some experience. Having said that, um, Similar is with Prime is you you want it to have you want it to have a lasting impact uh, for for people. So uh, and you know it's really interesting, Darren. Uh, having spoken to lots of people about this, a, a really common theme came out when I said to people, um, "Do do you have a plan for your people's development over the next year? And and uh, and do you have a plan for what you need them to be doing more of? And and you know, do they have a sales target? The answer usually is yes, yes, yes. Yeah. For my sales team, I've got I'm, there's things I'm working on with them. There's additional activities I need them to focus on. There's new markets we want to push into, and they definitely know their targets. But when I say so, what and what's on your plan? They go, well, my plan is their plan. So I've got these eight salespeople and they've got that's that's what I've got to make happen. So I go, okay, I'll ask you again. What's your personal development plan? And I just had a lot of people go, oh, but I actually really don't have one. And that's not to say that maybe the sales director or the regional sales manager is not doing their job, but but sometimes, um, and you've probably have even seen this when we do a one-on-one review with, with sales managers, there's a lot of talk about the team, but not yeah. a lot of talk about the sales leader. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to bring the focus back to if we can develop the sales leader, that that will complement and I think amplify the impact you can have on your sales team. So that's that's where that idea came from. So what I was going to ask you with this, with Prime, yeah, because uh, we've gone through it, as, as the, I guess, the creator of this, if somebody, if you've got an organization that gets you to come in and does for a team of sales leaders, 
this, this prime sales leadership profile. Would that give an indication uh, to the sales directors or the senior leaders to say, maybe, just maybe, we've got a couple of people in our senior sales leadership cohort that perhaps are better placed in an individual contributor role? Look, it's probably more likely that that it works at its best with people who are, are comfortable with the fact that they want to be a sales leader okay. and want to be a better sales leader. And the best indicator that people perhaps aren't suited to sales leadership is comes a little later, Darren, when you uh, when you do the follow-up coaching and you go, so how are you going with your development plan? And they go, yeah, remind me what I agreed to. <laughs> Or I, I haven't made any progress on it. Yeah. Um, but the people who build a plan and execute on the plan, you go, you're absolutely in the right space. And even if you haven't, you know, clearly none of us have, but even if you haven't, you know, achieved what you want to achieve as a sales leader yet, um, I think most people uh, uh, agree that there's there's always upside. And you know, we, we've all met the people with their arms folded in the training room or in the, you know, um, who, who are going, no, I have, I've, I've actualized, I'm there. Um, you know, <laughs> what a, like Ron no. Burgundy, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a big deal around here, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I know. But, you know, one of the things that came back to it really was, was that, that I, I think people, I've referenced it a bit before, but people build up their style on the basis of uh, watching other people and adopting or rejecting certain ways of doing things. There'll be a bit of, um, you know, uh, Myers-Briggs or uh, Herman Brain or DISC in it, you know, a bit of personality style. Yeah. Um, some of it will depend on the culture of the organisation. And, 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 then, and, and then I think some of it's what, what your leader's demanding of you. Yeah. And so one of the big um, positioning pieces around Prime was to say, we, we don't, whatever style you are, and there are five of them, whatever style you are, we don't want to, we don't want to stop you being that person. Yeah. So and I'm sure that you've probably been through things like this where someone said, you know, you shouldn't be that, you should be that. So, okay. So what you're telling me is that this personality I've generated over 15 or 20 years is wrong. So we, we, we never say that, that whichever style you are is wrong, only that it, it, it can be enhanced. Mm but you don't have to change who you are, but can you, you know, can you be an improved version of that? Yeah. Which is situational. Oh, I, I, yeah. Situational. So um, is it, is it up time in the, in the sales quarter? Or is it how you might be in meetings as opposed to how you might be one-on-one? -on -one? Um, is it with uh, how you might uh, vary your style with a new starter um, versus someone who's been around for a while? The difference between high performers and underperformers. Mm -hmm. um, how do I manage uh, the more independent people and those who are a bit more dependent? You know, is that this idea that if I only have one style, uh, I'm, there are there are things I'm going to miss or the situations I can't manage as well. Absolutely, which makes it so important, therefore, to have an understanding as a sales leader as to where you are strong. What is your favorite knife in the knife block? Yeah, and exactly. Also, think about okay, where are the, where are the other things I should be considering so that when I do find myself in that situation, at that moment, I can make that assumption or that decision. Hmm, is this knife the best knife for this? No, I'm going to get that one. Okay, once I've got that knife, what are some of the things I need to think about in that situation to get the best outcome for that? For that conversation. Yeah, you've really hit on the the the, the fundamental uh, two fundamental points about prime. The first is if I said to most people, "What's your dominant style?" I go, 
<laughs> I don't know. And you and you kind of touched on it before. Um, some of the profiling tools leave you with something where you go, oh, was I, 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 and, 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 um, <laughs> well, I can't remember it. And then even if I did say ENTJ, someone would go, well, what does that mean? They go, I don't know. I think, I think I'm the life of the party, but I want to go home early. And something's like, that's right. How's, how's that going to help you, the sales team? Exactly. I don't know. So with Prime, and, I, and I'm, I'm being cagey a bit because the more people know about Prime, the more they may answer the questions in order to uh, get the result that they want. But there are five styles, and maybe we, we might we'll talk about one of them, you know, just to, as an example. But well, I was I was going to ask you whether there's any caveats around not revealing the oh, um, the actual no, files. No, no, not, not 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 so much, but but um, I, I would not say a knife that, that one of them is not a knife thrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, definitely look, we could we could use an example of one which is pretty pretty common. Um, but most people don't know what their style is. Yeah. And therefore, they're probably not aware and haven't thought through where it works at its best, yeah. where it where it might be a risk for them. Um, and because we're kind of comfortable with it, we probably we probably don't think before we use it. Mm. So you said something just earlier, which was was really important, which is, and this is probably and this is probably separate from the coaching is helping people be more aware of when they should pause consider their options and then decide what to do rather than operate on instinct. So back to the knife, most people aren't even thinking, they just reach for it and they start chopping. I think one of the things we're working on is, is being more aware of the situations where you should choose a different knife. Yeah. So this idea of pausing and thinking, uh, you said, you know, consider my options and then decide what I'm going to do. Now you yeah. might still decide to use your favorite knife. Well, but then it's intentional, isn't it? But if something doesn't go right, you might go, okay, that's now a situation I might add to the list of the ones where I might need to consider an alternative approach. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I like the fact that we're not also pigeonholing people and saying you will, you will, you, you only use that that knife, the visionary yeah. knife. And having said that, visionary is a fantastic style. Hmm. And 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 in the coaching, you know, we're really we really want to reinforce that that any one of those five styles is the basis for extraordinary or exceptional sales leadership. You can be brilliant in all five. But there was a flip side to that, which is only if you do three things. Do you want to ask me what those three things are? James, what are those three things? All right, then, Darren. <laughs> um, so, so, and I've kind of hinted at it before. Thing number one is that, that I think, is building on strengths. Thing number two is minimizing risk. And thing number three is this, uh, you know, adopting skills and techniques from other people. So let me just dive into that. I always, uh, I always go, you know, how would I want to be remembered when, when I get promoted or when I go to work somewhere else? How do I want to be remembered? And I know people talk a lot about, you know, personal brand and it maybe comes, you know, people kind of cringe when they hear it, but let's just go with how would you want to be remembered? What, what, what would you want written on the card? Uh, how would you want people talking about you when you're not there? And what we find is that that being good at something probably isn't enough to make that memorable for people, yeah. that you really do need to be exceptional at something. So the first thing we do, uh, and if we were talking to you about being a visionary, is to go, 
What's the couple of things about being a visionary that, that you want people to, you know, say that is a signature of Darren Mitchell. Mm. That's what we remember of him. That's what we valued in him. That's what really stood out. It doesn't yep. have to be everything, but that there might be one or two things that you go, I really want to be known for that. Uh, so I, I want to really be known that I'm the person who works and sets inspiring goals for people that leave them feeling motivated and and, uh, uh, and ready to take on a, a really big challenge. Yep. And you go, imagine that being your sales leader, that that was the person who worked with you to set really inspiring goals that then generated energy in you. You go, that's, I want to stand for that, right? So that 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 that's one of the first things we talk about is what's a strength you'd like to take to an exceptional level? The second one is a slightly different conversation, but of equal importance, which is every star comes with risks. Just as every knife, there's a situation where it won't, it's not going to do a great job. So what is one of the risks that you would like to at least be aware of and minimize? So maybe this is the day to leave that knife in the rack. Mm. Um, and so we look at some situations and you might go, look, maybe another approach is required, or maybe I've got to find an improvement. So uh, we often talk about, we'll stay with visionary, is that they can often be really excited about the goal and build an inspiring goal and then leave people to come up with how they're going to do it themselves. Right. Because I've, I've, got, I've got no idea how to do this. I've got no no time for the execution of that, uh, of that plan because I've got to go off and do more inspiring. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and the risk is, you know, you've put a whole lot of air in the balloon, but you've just let it, you just let the air go as you go on to the next thing. So imagine that was your weakness and 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 there's a risk. Then what, what we might say is that, that that might be something you need to be aware of and something either you need to fix directly. Mm. Or in our third area, we often say to people, what's your least preferred style? So back to our analogy, what's the knife you're least likely to take off the, the, the rack and, and use? Because in there, there will be attributes of that style that could be really helpful for you because mm. you you know if you think about it, five styles five different ways of solving a problem five different ways of coaching someone five different ways of leading and you're choosing not to use that very yep. often so we we kind of interrogate that and go is there something you'd like to add to your style that from an, uh, from from another area in the in the, in the spectrum and so the combination of, I'm building it uh, Basically, the action plan is a couple of strengths to build on, a risk to minimize, and a skill or a technique or an attitude to adopt from another style. And if you came up with a plan that had those maybe four things on it, yeah. a lot of sales directors go, that's 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 fantastic for us. So when we've done this in organizations, what we've been able to land on the desk of the of the sales director is eight or 10 sales leaders who now have their own personal sales leadership development plan for the next six to 12 months that they didn't have before. Yeah. And there's some flow on effects of that that are really helpful for more senior sales leaders. Brilliant. And uh, it could be, or it may not be JC doing the coaching around that, but more likely it's probably people internally because if they've got um, good mentors internally, at least you've got something tangible that the sales leader can work on because you might have some capability within that business who has, for example, a person who you're emulating in terms of some of the characteristics, mm -hmm. that person might have that strength who can now start to be a bit of a buddy and help that person develop a lot quicker. 
because they've got the internal knowledge of the organisation and makes it easier. Yeah, so a couple of, I th we often see a couple of ways, that, well, three ways that this rolls out. Um, the ideal way is that your sales leader then spends the rest of the year working with you on on uh, coaching and, mm -hmm. and and helping you build on those uh, build that strength minimize that risk and and adopt that skill until maybe we get to the end of the year and you go do this whole thing again and go what's next absolutely the second one's also true sometimes a mentoring peer-to-peer -peer coaching is quite possible yep. one of the nice things about when organizations put all their sales leaders through is that we can say you know if you're interested in being uh, in uh, in being more decisive, you should be talking to Steve, mm. or you could be you know you could talk to Maria because she's fantastic at that. Yeah, we now have this we have this profile that says I can I can find the people amongst my peer group who excel in the areas where I I could I can improve. Mm. So you might be able to find it, um, but without the profiling, I wouldn't have known to ask. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because it's something that's almost tangible in front of you yeah it's this thing we often call the uh, you know, codification yeah. which is uh, maybe i was thinking it or maybe i had a, a a fuzzy sort of picture but now it's written down i can go ah there it is yeah yeah and look, the final one is sometimes people will ask me to continue that coaching and i'm really happy to do that and um, it, it it's the least i think it's the least sustainable because of it because it, it costs it costs a bit of money and, and, yeah. and really your boss should be doing this Oh, absolutely. But it gives you something to try on, though, doesn't it? Uh, it gives you content to talk yeah. about. And I want to kind of roll this back to um, this is trying to, it's certainly for sales directors and any of them listening, this is to give you content and good quality content to focus back on the capability of the sales leader yeah. rather than the performance of the sales team. Yeah. You know, the performance of the sales team is an output one of the inputs is the the qualities and the capability and the style of the leader driving that team. Yeah. And, you know, we, we would often talk about how important leverage is in leadership. So one of the pitches, I guess, behind investing in something like this is that, that if I can, as a leader, if I can get better at one thing and, and get that across my team of 10, that's 10 people who benefit from that. Now, if that team, I'm just let me do the maths here. If that team meets with five customers each a week, mm. that's 50 customer meetings that have now got the, the improvement running through those meetings. And if they do that for 40 weeks in a year, I'm starting to lose count here, but I'm thinking that's like 2,000 yes. <laughs> client meetings that have been that I've been able to influence through just getting better at one thing myself. That's it. Like, oh, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. Now let's compare that against me going to try and go out and win a whole lot of business myself. <laughs> well, if you think you can get to 2000 meetings, good luck, sunshine. <laughs> good luck. Right. But as a leader, you can, you can be influencing 2000 meetings a, a year. Yeah. I go, I, I mean, if, if, if I was listening to this, I'm going, I'd like to be able to do that. Then, you know, that, that that's, you're the right kind of person because leadership is about leverage. Absolutely. And if we can, if we can spend some time and get a better understanding of ourselves, that will always play out in our team. And the results, if you focus on the results, guess what? They will always follow the right behaviours. They'll always get yeah. taken care of. Well, with some, there was a quote a colleague of mine used to use, which is, uh, "Your team aren't always listening to you, but they're always watching." Always. 
and you're right that that your best your best qualities will be replicated by the team. It's probably also fair to say that your worst qualities will also be replicated by the team. That's right. Um, once again, while we try to zoom in on what are some of the risks of your preferred style, and what's the implication of that for the team? So, is that something you want to um, reduce the risk? You may not necessarily become amazing at it, but you might want yeah. to just neutralize that. Yeah. Um, and then, what's that thing that you could adopt from another style to compensate for it? Mm. There it is. There, and it is. there it is. So, so, and I think that was the, you know, that was the the major change even in in philosophy for lots of people around what we we do, which is uh, we're probably really more in the change business than we are in the training business. Yeah, we're trying to change attitudes. We're trying to change behaviours. Yeah. we're trying to get people to eliminate certain habits and replace them with other habits. And we definitely know that there is no way we're going to get next year's sales target with last year's activities, last year's capability and last year's uh, mindsets. Mm. So in that that every business wants more next year than they wanted last year, or they certainly, even if they don't want a bigger revenue number, they're going to want more gross margin or, or yep. push into another market or whatever it might be, that we've got to keep evolving uh, people's capabilities. But I think sometimes uh, sales leaders are convinced that it's just the sales team that needs to change. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So James, hey, um, phenomenal conversation. Really appreciate you jumping on. Uh, for no, people no, who are no, listening no. to this, who are intrigued by Prime and want to get involved, what's what's the best way to go about doing that? What's what's the link? How do we how do we get in contact with the great JC? Well, <laughs> well, you can just go to the the website. It's uh, jcwhiteandcompany.com. Uh, now, a lot of people will want to put an R in the word white. It's like the Isle of White. So jcwhiteandcompany.com. There's a link if you want to uh, click on Prime and then they can make contact. Um, so uh, they can then engage in doing the survey, the initial uh, uh, debrief and, and whatever follows from that. Excellent. Uh, and as we, as we wrap up, any final words of wisdom? So if there's a sales leader here, listening to this sort of sitting on the fence thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure. What's, what's the, the key message that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Oh, the key, the key one for me is uh, that understanding your people, uh, you can source information from a range of places. And, uh, but most people will, will understand the performance of their sales team through, through the sales figures. And I've even heard you on your on your podcast talk about this obsession with results. Mm. So I'm probably just echo echoing something that you've shared before. But I, I'm all about inputs. You know, get the inputs right, the results will take care of themselves. And you probably even use that that line or something similar. Yeah. So uh, I focus on how they spend their time, the capability they have, and the mindsets they bring to it. Yeah. I go well. If that's true of the salesperson, they must also be true of the sales leader. You want to get a better result from your sales team. What are your inputs? Mm. So what are your activities? What are your capabilities? And what are your mindsets? What Prime's designed to do is to help you get a better understanding of where you are. Yep. So you can think about where what you need to do differently in the next 12 months to get a different result. And so uh, if people can find another way to do that, they really should. But if they can't, they should call me. That's right. <laughs> And if nothing else, you'll have a good conversation with them and maybe just maybe yeah, there might be a conversation about uh, 
uh, Melbourne Footy Club, maybe footy, maybe I'll, even uh, wine, because we haven't uh, the wine. Yeah, we, we haven't touched on 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 wine or art or uh, or seventies pop music, but oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> that, that might have to <laughs> be for another day, a different podcast, JC. I I think so, Darren. Lovely talking to you. Great to be online, and uh, thank you so much. No worries, mate. I'll make sure that the uh, the information is in the show notes. So um, greatly that's appreciate it. you spending the time, mate. All the best. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.